listen, when I saw that um that post Michael B. Jordan put up of him and Lori, and he was like, I love you, baby. I said, Oh <laughs> hell, he gone. He gone. <laughs> he gone. Did, you, did you hear the hearts crushing all over the world? Oh, all over the world, friend. <laughs> all the all the all the cupids was put my arrow back in here. <laughs> dog it he's gone he's gone he's gone we have to have a moment of silence for all of the women that were crushing on michael b jordan may your (laughs) tender may you get off (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness like yeah he's gone that's all right it was nice while it lasted it was nice while it lasted on a bachelor I mean, he was a nice looking guy big michael b jordan like i'm not gonna say i wasn't a fan but you know a lot of women like him they was fawning over him but that's all cool but he's, he is, now. he's not only just like a nice looking guy he's not super fine i'm not saying that but not only is he a nice looking guy you can tell he come from good stock you know what i'm saying like he mm-hmm. come from good people Mm-hmm. You know how you can tell he know how to treat a woman, kind of like how Drake is. You can tell Drake just a good guy, you know. Yeah. So I think that's what it is. When Drake gets like, I think women were like that when they found out Drake, you know, had that baby. It was like, God dang, damn, she ain't black. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so now I, they know that he's still looking for a lady. Hmm. I don't know. Drake getting himself together. I don't know what he's looking for. He might be. He might be loving his bachelor ways right now. We thought he was. He might like, be, but I mean, he's been a bachelor for so long. I know you would think he wanted to settle down with a black queen, but yeah. you know, maybe not. Maybe he wants her to be. You think she's gonna be a black queen? I don't know. I don't think she's gonna be just black. I mean, his mom is white, so you know, it's not like. How we can say with the brothers, oh, you come from a black queen. Yeah. You came from a white queen. So (laughs) hey, whatever. (laughs) You ready? (laughs) You ready to get started? I'm ready, girl. Let's get it. Dope girls, yeah, it's a podcast. Two dope girls, yeah, we speaking all facts. Two dope girls, yeah, we got it, just relax. Two dope girls, hit like, subscribe back. Two dope girls, and we only never slack. Two dope girls, and we got each other back. Two dope girls, and we coming for the cash. Two, two dope girls, and we all about a bag. Dope the dope girls, all right. Yeah, Donna Allen. Nothing much. Episode 18. We are in this thing once again. Welcome, you guys, to Two Dope Girls Podcast. It is me. I am Grace. How are you guys? How was your week? Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess it was fine. I can't believe it's Friday. (laughs) Like it went by so fast. I think we had President's Day off, of course. So we chilled on President's Day. And then Mm -hmm. the next day was a snow day. So I I've been know. dealing with yeah. It so was so I pretty. Was, it was very pretty. I I wanted just a little bit more, and I wanted it to last a little bit longer. 
Yeah. I know, well, but we, we do have to be thankful because we could be in the situation. Right. Yes. <laughs> Thank God. Like when, when we were in Florida and I heard about that crash, girl, I was like in awe. I could not believe that because, you know, we had gotten into an accident mm-hmm. around the same time. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, like I'm just so grateful that we we were able to come out of our accident, you know, barely touched and yeah. minor ish. Absolutely. Absolutely. People did not make it out of this, you know, something that they had. No it was like of. a mile long. It stretched yeah. a mile long. Uh, with deaths girl I was like oh my god that's scary to me that's always been been like a very very big fear of mine ice is no what's that ice is no joke oh I know that black ice is definitely no joke yeah I don't ever want to be on the road yeah but I that I didn't do anything really for the week I did nothing but work 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 I saw the dogs they went outside and enjoyed oh they did a little metro that was his first snow hey how did he like it he loved it he was out there playing like a little like a little dog that he is he was just running around running around running around Mm -hmm. he had a good little time what about nola was she not here she was looking out the window like an old lady at first Ah! really want to go outside and she finally got outside she only went outside for a little bit and then she was like all right i'm sick of this shit let me go back in right (laughs) it's too cold out here went out for 0.2 seconds and she came (laughs) it looks pretty but it is freezing cold she was excited to get outside at least yeah yeah, yeah. but that was it was nice i'm um i was grateful for the little snow day i did i let up all the windows in the house it's just i don't know I, I wanted to set the atmosphere and the mood but um yeah that was the end of my week i didn't do anything but the dogs had their snow day the girls had their snow day. That's it. Yeah. This it. <laughs> we got some hot topics to talk about though. So yes, yeah, that, that gives us a little entertainment for the week. I know. What do you want to start with? Who you want to start with? Well, I know. Well, we 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 got a couple like sad things that we should just go ahead and get out the way. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace. To Nicki Minaj, Father Mirage, uh, who passed due to a hit and run on February 12th while walking in the street near his home. Um, a guy, Charles, I think his name, Charles Pop- Popovich or Pop- Polovich or something like that. Polovich he was 70 years old. Yes, yes. And um, but he's finally surrendered to the police on Wednesday and was charged with leaving the scene of the accident. But get this. Because there's more. Before he left the scene of the accident, but not before he got out his car. I think it was like a Volkswagen or something. Yes. Got out his car and asked this man, is he okay? Is he okay? Now, a witness said that you can see plain as day that Mr. Mirage was not doing well. Right. was messed up right it was very bad and you asked this man 
was he okay while he was visibly dying and left him there to die and left him but then he tried to alter his volkswagen that he was driving in order and tried to hide it in order for them not to um find him so you knew you did wrong you knew you did wrong yep So for that, he is going to be held accountable for not only the hit and run, but for tampering with evidence. Hold on a second. Okay. So, um, yeah, he also his his Volvo, like you knew what you were doing. You knew that you did wrong. You knew that you hit someone. You looked over this individual. You see that he was not doing well. You left. You tried to cover up your tracks. Dude. Yeah. You you need to you need to go under the jail, and I feel okay. so bad for Nicki Minaj. She just had this beautiful baby, yeah. you know. And it's not like he was estranged. I don't think he was estranged. I think he they had a they had a relationship. So um, yeah, I, I don't know what that relationship was like, but it doesn't really matter. It it's still it. that, still that her was her dad. father. Yes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. condolences to her yeah. and her family and. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully some justice will come of this old ass 70-year-old man mm-hmm. who knew better. Knew better. Exactly. Exactly. What else we got, girl? I know we got something else. Look. So I don't know what it is about um Governor Cuomo that people are like, first he was like the people's champion, and now people are they're against him. Why are they against him? I don't know why they're against him. You know, he... Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, because I was going to ask for more clarity. I I really don't know what it is. I know, you know, people are not liking, you know, some things that are finally coming out, such as, um, I think late late last month, the state attorney general report alleged that the governor's uh, administration underreported nursing home COVID deaths by up to 50%. Okay, I do remember this. And I remember this because I think their administration was saying that they did not report or underreport it because they didn't want the Trump administration to take that information and kind of spin it into like some political scheme and like just trying to shine light on how Cuomo is not doing well and not taking care of Because he was the people's champ. People love people yes. were yeah yeah he was straightforward he was like he took he took no shit he didn't mind cursing he didn't mind telling people put on your mask do what you need to do mm-hmm. and now it's like yeah what do you think about well, that though it's it's hard to tell because right now he's saying his team um is saying that it was a matter of the reporting depths of nursing home not necessarily like versus the facilities mm-hmm. so they were saying like maybe these people pass but they pass at the hospitals and not at the facilities so it has since released updated numbers on nursing home deaths girl nearly thirteen thousand five hundred deaths within or outside nursing home and only the only number that they were disclosing is eight thousand five hundred like really that's almost that's a thousand deaths like why are y'all under reporting five thousand deaths like that matters it does matter and see that would make me 
very skeptical of the things that you're telling me as a citizen of your state. Like, how how am I supposed to to go by what you're telling me and the statistics that you're giving me? How am I supposed to feel comfortable with that? And they're make, trying to make they're trying to justify themselves by saying the to, the total numbers never change. The governor's office is just saying that it was a matter of location. Like it doesn't matter if they started at the home if they're that's what their residence is. Then they are part of they should be a part of those COVID deaths. And see, this is what I don't like about politics. Like you can never just be straightforward. You can't just say, you know what? Yes. We we undershot the numbers. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you got us. <laughs> you got us. Ah, you call me redhead. Like, right. You gonna, you gonna they're gonna take it to their grave, girl. Right. That they didn't know what was going on. You don't know what was going on. You knew My where the money ass. was. It was in the freezer. Oh, you, you knew where the money reside. <laughs> And that's on Mary had a little light on. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, you just, you have to understand that we want, what we want most is transparency. Right, 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 right. So if you right. can't be transparent with us, how, how, how can we trust you? Right. We don't need to be sold a dream. Don't sell me a dream. Give me the facts and let me figure out how I, um, what's my part in this? Like what, what's my next move? You know right. what I mean? As a citizen, right. don't, don't give, don't feed me BS and then have <laughs> me feeling a certain type of way. Like, don't get me wrong. 8,500 death, deaths is still a lot of deaths, right. but 13,500 is. That's significantly more. Significantly more. But, you know, hey, that's, that's politicians for you. Whether they be good or bad, you're all, you're always going to get some good and bad out of politicians. So I don't care how, you know, God driven they are, you know, their great foundation morals. Would you are ever amazing. go into politics? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. You know, I yeah. actually thought about it at one point, but then I had to think about how my morals would be jeopardized, and I would not want my morals to be jeopardized, and I would never want to feel guilty about things that I do because I know it's it'll be harder if you go through it trying to be straight and narrow right instead of right. like taking yeah. money underneath the table or something like that so yeah I thought about it but then I was like meh can't do it yeah yeah I know um we talked about earlier um the Texans and and the issues that they're going through due to this to storm mm-hmm. and it's really bad it's like really bad i know i saw um oh what's her name um that was on basketball wives oh um, tammy is tammy, it tammy, tammy Roman? Tammy, yeah oh, tammy Roman had a video and it, it felt like it, it was so real and raw like the things that they're going through is not funny you know we've we, we, and we've been kind of giggling and hackling at the things that they're going through, but it's real for them. Right. I don't even look, I don't even participate in the giggling stuff. When it comes down to serious stuff like this, I just begin to pray for the people. I begin to Absolutely. do what I can Absolutely. as far as donating 
because uh, mm-hmm. we saw Beyonce and Adidas are teaming up with Bread of Life in Houston to um, mm-hmm. to provide resources and assistance mm-hmm. up to a thousand dollars for residents, and that's a lot of money, and that can go a whole hell of a lot a long way for a lot of people. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen the news. I'm sure you have, like the the long lines for uh, fast food, the long lines to get into the Home Depot, grocery yep. stores. These people are uh, trying to pick their life up. All because of snow. They were not prepared for this snow. Without electricity. I saw a man put, it was a video on, I think maybe Instagram. And he was just sh- going around showing you his home. And he was like, he showed the temperature in the home. And it was like maybe in the 50s. Could you imagine sitting there? My babies are in here. My babies are in here. So yeah, it's big ups My, to Be Good Foundation, yes. Beyonce's Foundation. Right. You guys, if you if you want to donate to Bread of Life, who is partnering with Be Good Foundation, right. you can go to breadoflifeinc.org. That's breadoflifeinc.org. Absolutely, because and there um and you can go there to donate monetarily donate your time mm-hmm. because if you go on their website you will definitely see all of that information there and i just yep. encourage everybody if you can give a dollar two dollars five dollars that goes a long way it goes mm-hmm. a long long yep. way but 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 on the other end of that spectrum i do want to talk about this old asshole i'm sorry ted cruz did you see him go on vacation to Mexico because of his children they were they they were out of school and they were tired they were cold they were in the freezing home and you know they got the luxury of just going to get on an airplane and go to Mexico so why is he an asshole for that why do you think he's an asshole for that you are supposed to be taking care of your state you are a public official of this state Oh, okay, 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 okay. I see what you're saying. Yes, yeah. you are supposed I to stay behind. He was an asshole for leaving the conditions because he got it. But no, yes, I, I definitely no, understand. Yes, <laughs> you are a, a part of this state. You I, are supposed okay. to stay back with your constituents. Okay, your kids wanted mm-hmm. to go away on vacation. That's fine. Your wife was going. You did not have to go. You did not have to leave the people that right. you are supposed to stand behind and help protect mm-hmm. and make sure that they're getting the, their net, um, needs met. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. He definitely that... should have stayed back. <laughs> he you, said you his children your... was having a, a tough week. They're having a tough week. The, they can go back kids home. don't know what a tough week look like. <laughs> Come on. I saw I on social media where people were taking their food from inside of the house because of their electricity went out. And put it outside to keep it cool. cool. Uh huh. And I'm like, okay, that's ingenious, duh. But the fact that you really have to do that—it's sad. It's sad. It's a lot. It's a lot. Just think of the people who are just by themselves, who don't have anybody that can give them that warmth and body heat, maybe that they need. The older, the senior citizens. Mm Hmm. 
the people that was already in poverty like this it's a lot it's a lot to think about it's a it's i'm just so grateful that um you know that i'm in my conditions Mm -hmm. the conditions that i'm in so i just my heart goes out to them definitely absolutely um but once again like we did say go to um bread of life what is the um the website again breadoflifeinc.org org. okay to donate if you need to do- or if you want to donate yeah okay yep. another thing that i wanted to ask you about did you see how did you feel about um serena being emotional after her loss Listen, and naomi osaka let me tell you osaka i'm sorry say it one more time how did you feel say about her huh and her losing yeah like how no not in her losing but how do you feel about her emotional response to um her yeah her losing to naomi osaka but just when someone asked her if um if she if this is like toward the end of her career what did she say can you hear me Oh, yeah. She said, if I ever said farewell, I wouldn't tell anybody. And then she got emotional. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't, I actually didn't, didn't hear that interview. But let me tell you something. Serena Williams is the GOAT. She is. She is literally the GOAT of tennis. And Naomi is the baby like she's coming up in her footsteps and i know for serena it's surreal because this is something she's been doing all her life and to finally be coming to a space where as an athlete i understand she's coming from it's hard to finally say um to yourself or kind of to say out loud that man is coming to an end you know what I mean like when you start losing the the matches that you were once winning like yeah I'm, I'm getting a little older now I'm, you know Serena older than us like can you imagine us out there like full speed with what she's like 20 she's yes that is a baby yeah, she I mean Serena, in real life that could be Serena's daughter yeah, she's still winning matches, but I think she's just recognizing that her stamina is the same. Her talent is is still there, but you know, you have this these young, fresh leg, fresh talent coming behind you, and then she's a black girl. Like, I know she's like grateful and gracious, um, but I know it still hurts. You know what I mean? That yeah. that thought process of man, this could be it. But let me let me just read off some stats to you because this is this is why she, these are the reasons why she should feel so accomplished. So yeah. accomplished. She has twenty three Grand Slam single titles, seven yep. Australia Open wins, most match wins at an Australian Open, and eighty one. That's eighty one. Um, she's won 10 major titles since her 30th birthday, seven more than any other woman in the open air. Um, she's won four straight major titles since 2002. She's 
one of two players, male or female, in the open era to win four consecutive majors on multiple occasions. And she's the oldest woman in um, tennis ranking history to hold the number one ranking. Like I can go on and 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 on. And she's she's accumulated over $92.7 million in prize money. Yep. All since the age of 14, since she's been a professional. 14. Yep. Since 1995. Yep. Since 1995. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge accomplishment. Accomplishment. I'm sorry. But it's like I coming from being an athlete, like I just un and <laughs> I just understand the you know where she's coming from the 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 feeling of having to leave something you love so much behind. Um, it's rough, you know. It's just you know how you wake up one day and you like, damn, I'm old as shit. Like, <laughs> Every I day. Every day my knee hurts. <laughs> hey, where did life go? So I know I that's know. how she's. Looking up. You know, like my God, I was just young. I was just young, just like her. So I feel I, that. Yeah. I do feel that. What you say right there, I completely, I, I get that, and I understand that, and I feel that. And it has to be yeah. sad because you're parting ways with something that you, that made you into who you are. Exactly. And, and but then she's now she got little out. Alexis Olympia and then I she can know. pass on the torch. She was out there just swinging away. She can. I, I feel like when she gives up, um, we're going to be sad because let me tell mm -hmm. you something. I am a Serena Williams fan on the court, off the court. I yeah. love Serena Williams. Um, but yeah, she's gonna definitely be missed, but man, she has a legacy. Her and her sister have a legacy. Mm -hmm. They do. Absolutely. They can't nobody and take I'm that excited off. to see um, Naomi Osaka do her thing mm -hmm. and create her own legacy. Yes, and like for you said, our, for our children generation. Yes, for people like your girls. You know, girls mm -hmm. like well, you know, like your girls. But um, mm -hmm. I love that. I do do. I still love that yep yes yeah shout out to serena for being the goat for dang near 30 years <laughs> look so um i know i've been having you watching these shows you have have you, you know, caught up no to uh, married at first sight? I know, but you have to as a part of the research project that I'm giving you. <laughs> I know. This is a social experiment that's going on right now. Right. I love uh, married at first sight, though. It is oh, it's intense right. already. It is very intense. It's to the point where, like, I hate that I even started watching it. Like, I rather, I would rather binge on shows like that. I know. I hate that because you have to wait a whole nother week. A whole week to see what this asshole Chris gonna do next. <laughs> Bruh. Oh my God. What is, is up with him? I don't know. He, he just says what he wants to say. And sometimes he says things that are like, oh, okay. But then you're like, no, you really are an asshole. You really no, don't mean he, what you're saying. No, he does not. And I hate that Paige is not understanding. Maybe she is. Maybe she's like, you know what? This is going to make for great TV. Let me just mm -hmm. keep it going for six weeks. 
and let me just, you know, get my notoriety and then people going to love me because they know he an asshole. So they're going to be like feeling sorry for me. So let me just get my, let me get my blue check off on Instagram first. And then, you know, you know, and then I'm going to leave him at the altar and tell him I want a divorce. You know, because that's tell you goals nowadays, the blue check. Yeah, he is toxic. The way he puts her down the way he brings her up just to pull him every time and the way he does it it's like you have sex with her you reel her in everybody can see you yeah yeah she don't love him i don't understand the issue like why haven't you ran for the hills like this girl needs to run i, I don't He's know going to <laughs> Look, she said it it was ordained by God and this is something that God wants for her. Like, yeah, what sign do you need? What sign do you need from God other than the fact that he got a baby on the way by somebody else to say, leave this man alone? I told my friend that their their relationship is either going to be really good or really bad like they're they're either going to get over this and then be madly in love with each other which i don't see because he's really not attracted to her and last week i wanted to i wanted to recant my statement i said not that attractive i that's not what i meant she's very attractive mm-hmm. she's a very, she's very attractive not just her her body is banging but her face she's very attractive but i understood what he was saying what when he said that he's she's not what he's used to but i don't think he should have ever said that to her friends nor to her if you're going to be committed in the process which you you know embarked upon and you need to be committed don't add this young lady down because sorry you're not you you're not the finest thing walking around here i'm just Mm -mm. trying to say Mm -mm. you look like you got thick ankles i don't know (laughs) I don't know what to do with you. Wait, did you say thick ankles? <laughs> he do. He look like he got thick ankles. I can't trust you with thick ankles. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so funny. <laughs> I could look, I don't think I would trust a man with thick ankles either. So a thick neck and thick ankles. I can't get with it. I can't get with it. I can't trust you. But his behavior is like super toxic to me. And I know we always use that that language or that word toxic, but mm-hmm. it is because like you said, he was putting her down, like lifting her up just to put her down. Like, don't have sex with me. Don't be intimate with me. And then say you're not physically attracted to attracted. me. That doesn't go mm-hmm. hand in hand to me because I would think that physical attraction has to happen first in order for an arousal to even happen, right? Right. And then don't tell me that you come first before my my parents, my grandmother, uh, my baby mama, and even my child. But then all of a sudden now you need to tell me that I've been thinking about being back <laughs> with her back because I don't want her. my child yeah. to grow up. Like, I don't get it. I do not get it. And I don't get why Paige is still there. She has so much I want to say patience. I don't even know if it's patience that mm-hmm. I want to say that she has because that's beyond patient. She really believes that God has really put her in the moment. And she's trying to do something that we don't do. Live in the moment and trust that God is going to bring you out 
on top, whatever on top means, whether it's on top uh, career wise, because maybe this show can take her career to the next level. Maybe her and Chris can go to the next level. You know, their love can grow for each other, whatever it is. She just has <clears throat> so much optimist, um, optimism that she's going to come out on top. And I love that about her. I love that about <laughs> her, truly. But I do what I can. That's kind of crossing the line of being too naive, too, to me. Yeah, it is. Like, like Sean tried to call me gullible last week. No, that's gullible. (laughs) That is gullible. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even gonna lie. That was funny because I'm like, man, I think all women are a little gullible like that. We do like the compliment other people. Okay, male or female, I still like the compliment. but you know what i did not like about um chris at the latest episode was um the way he handled himself when he was talking to the ladies after they went on a little atv or four-wheel drive it was um what's her name virginia virginia and clara like, if you didn't want to answer their questions, remove yourself from the situation. If you didn't want to talk to them about it, just say, look, I re- just respect my my privacy. I don't want to talk about it. But he really went off on them girls. Now, honestly, he did. he did. I didn't like that. But how did you feel about after they went to, after they got to dinner and how Eric, because they were late, of course, he, um, how he came at Chris like do you think Chris handled that well no well he shouldn't have got up because he wants you to be the angry black man he wants you to be the angry black man he wants to incite you to Mm -hmm. for you to have that reaction Eric Mm -hmm. needs to mind his business Eric is Mm -hmm. like he's on that slippery slope of being like a little drunkard like Chris said for real like his wife because he been he's drunk since time they wife. said I do. Yes. Yeah. It's like calm yeah. down. Like you he, came in rah-rah. Right. He you can tell he is out his element and he is like not he's ready he to is. calm down. He and is Virginia, so out his element. Yes, girl. He should have told Virginia, but to be quiet when they were, you know, having a conversation after they went um uh what what is it called what, on the writing yeah, yeah ATV writing. he should have he stopped her there because she was doing too much there like you're definitely in their business another thing that i didn't like is um Paige had a chance to shut it down and she just kind of keeps allowing virginia to you know pluck at the at the wound like Virginia I know you are concerned about me but right now me and my husband are handling and we would for you to just back down just a little bit I think she could have done that Mm -hmm. yeah and it would have because she already can tell her husband can't take shit like he weak as water and see I think that she kind of wanted that empathy or sympathy from everybody and at the same time like let him know that hey what you are doing is wrong that's why these people are coming to me and telling me Mm -hmm. this and I'm kind of entertaining them because yes 
Yeah, I get it. He's I being an asshole. Him. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I think she just she's trying to keep peace so he doesn't get excited and she's trying to keep peace so they can understand that she's okay. Yeah. Or that she's going through it. Yeah, and just like let it be. Cause I don't yeah. think she's the kind of person to be like, look, y'all, be quiet, leave it alone, let it go. Cause even at dinner, she was so apologetic. Yeah. And I, I thought that was really sweet on her. And I think that was, you know, representative of her wanting to be a good wife and saying Absolutely. and he just you know, don't know what type of girl he has. He 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 because hmm. <laughs> he would have got a meat. <laughs> all all the hood would have came out all that what yeah yeah <laughs> no sir you not you not matter of fact she can have your whack ass <laughs> you and that baby you and this daggone baby she can have you matter of fact what a, what an expert said, i need you to do another round pass the cat where you at right like Stop i need pepper. you to pick for me because this, 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 ain't how this put me on next out. season because right? i need to do over <laughs> I, I, god I'm bless your page yeah you a g because i couldn't it couldn't be me every week to find out what's going <laughs> to happen at the end of this six weeks. I need These to six know weeks, I want them to go by slow because I want to see what's going to happen. I'm ready, to, I'm ready to see if she's going to say I want to stay married or I want to get a divorce. I need to know. She better not stay married. Unless he makes like a drastic change within these next couple of episodes, which doesn't look like he will. But I just don't see how they um how the experts didn't sense the assholeness in him. Mm-hmm. I sensed it from his interview when he said he wanted the kind of woman who would always have sex. But see, I'm telling you, they have to have one asshole in order to make good TV. But his intestines it's hanging it. out. <laughs> so I mean he he way beyond the asshole. But it looks from the looks of it, it looks like all of the um, all of the couples about to go through it. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't I know. know. <laughs> Welcome to married life, people. Right. <laughs> and we got another one. Love and marriage, Huntsville girl. The damn Ooh. Martell. The damn Martell. That Martell Hope, like Melanie say, Martell Hope. Hope. <laughs> <laughs> girl oh my gosh he is so insecure so he gives me anxiety he does i know he gives her anxiety i can <laughs> imagine how she how she felt because right now i'm sure she feels like so liberated so happy you know like a weight mm-hmm. literally off her show like her mom said like i'm really seeing you again she lost herself trying to deal with that mm. Food. Mm. ain't that something and yes, that's subjective. <laughs> <laughs> that's objective over here. <laughs> no, but I um he every time he would talk or they would have a conversation, or he would have a conversation with anyone, he would just bring up all the things that they've done wrong. Yeah. And I'm to like, him. bro, to him. And I'm like, how are you ever planning to get? anywhere with anybody and resolve any issue if you just keep bringing up everything that they've ever done wrong and you have been without fault your mama even said you just like your damn daddy uh, 
Come on, mom. Because <laughs> they'll tell you. <laughs> you, you know, sometimes, sometimes moms like to, you know, take the sun side, even when they know the sun wrong. But this one, not a real one. Mm-mm. She said, Mm-mm. "You just like your damn daddy." Get your shit together. Yes, I can understand him wanting to always be around his kids. Mm-hmm. I like that, but at the same time, like you still have to respect her privacy. You can't just always show up because your kids mm-hmm. are there. Did you see when he said he's gonna show up anyway because his kids are there? Girl, Martel Hope will be he's gonna run himself crazy because mm-hmm. Melanie looks like she is just enjoying life. She's you saw what she came life. in to um young baby um graduation she had the little yeah she was she injured she getting herself back he just don't know Mm -hmm. he's about to be sick because you know when when women lose a a man we get all type of degrees all type of jobs we be a millionaire that's about to be melanie 10.0 not even 2.0 10.0 yes yes and i'm just so excited to see what she's about to do because this fool even when they had the um the dinner for uh, their son, the, the I can't think of the other couple. Names. I don't know the name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their son. And he went up to Ms. Wanda like that. First of all, Ms. Wanda is totally out of line. Tisha she was. Inviting her mom and not thinking that that wasn't rude. Like, come on, girl, you're rude. You're rude. And you, she already knows how her mom is. She yeah. knows how she reacts to things. She knows that she sticks her her nose into business that doesn't concern her. Yeah. So Tisha's wrong for that. That's Tisha's fault. All of that is Tisha's fault. Yeah. But her mom just wanted her airtime, and she knew her airtime only. <laughs> she was yeah. So that's what she did. <laughs> But I don't even understand her running behind her. You didn't have to go tell that that lady that she deserves better. I'm sure she understands she, she deserves better. Yeah. Right. So I said so, it was just her airtime. Yeah. And Martel, not Martel. It's Martel. Mm-hmm. That's his name, right? Oh, Martel. He was wrong Martel. for following her and getting in her face yep. like that. Did he call yep. her a bitch? Yep. He does not have, I don't think he called her a bitch, but he does not have respect of a woman. He just, mm-hmm. I mean, he just was not taught very well how to respect women. I know his mom probably tried the best she could or did the best she could, but he, he doesn't, he does not have respect of a woman. He doesn't. He doesn't. He an asshole yeah. too. Girl, hot topics was a mess Yes. It was a mess, but I'm glad that we are able to um, bring in our special guests for the evening. Yes. All right, you guys, we have Mustaki Smith with us. He is one fourth Woo! of the Dummies, the Dummies podcast. I got the whole government tonight, didn't it? Oh, oh, yeah. oh his name is Stock PCE. <laughs> <laughs> Stock Smith, you know, you got to take the other part off. Okay. It'd be hard Stock to find. Smith. Dang. <laughs> I believe it. It's out. all good. It's all good. <laughs> no, 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 we good. So, Masaki, let them let let them know who you are. Um, I'm Stock Smith, one fourth of the Dummies Podcast. Um, if y'all not following, we are the Dummies Podcast on everything. You know, you can find us. Um, I don't know. I just 
I, one, I just want to say before I even get started with myself, I just want to say thank y'all uh, to you all, to the dope girls for bringing me onto y'all platform uh, and having me. Um, I want to say I'm proud of y'all uh, because uh, one thing about being a creator is hard. You know, a lot of people don't understand how hard it can be to create, yeah. you know, to come out every week and try to create new material that people are going to like and enjoy is not the easiest of things. Uh, not only that, y'all are wives, uh, y'all parents, and y'all have to make sure that y'all time align with each other to be able to create every week. And y'all are doing a good job of that. I think y'all on episode is this 18? 18. 18. Oh, so I salute to y'all. Um, salute to y'all fan base, man, for rocking with y'all, man. And I want y'all to keep going. Again, I am proud of y'all. Um, for Like I said, it's so many people who can't be consistent with this, man. Y'all are doing a good job, so. Shouts out to y'all. I almost feel bad about this game we about to slaughter you with. Yeah, I mean, look, since he said that, since he said that, I must say, you know, when I first had this idea, he was the first person I came to. And he has been like my podcast mentor. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, I really do thank him for everything. He has taught me along the way, taught Grace. Yeah, just yeah. being our ear, you know, our little shoulder to lean on. So we thank you. Yes, no problem. We just our, we just getting started. Yes, yes. for blessing yeah. our, our little platform. <laughs> but we're about to get into this game. Oh, yes, oh content boy. factory coming soon too, FYI. <laughs> oh yes. Oh yes. All right, Masaki. So since we normally don't have too many men on this platform, we which will change. Know, huh? I said, which is changing. That's going to change, yes. But one thing I want to know is, how well do you know women? So this game is going to be geared how well you know women. Oh, so yeah. Y'all just... coming out with it tough, ain't it? Oh, yeah. We're just going to spit <laughs> some questions or some scenarios to you, and you have to relate it to, like, a woman's product or a woman, something that has to do with a woman. A mm -hmm. woman's product or something that has to do Anything with Anything that has to do with a woman. All you right. want me to go first? You want yeah, to go? give me an example. Yeah. Okay, so let's see, let's see, let's see. What exercise can a woman do with her lady parts? Kegels. Okay. You got <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Come on, let's go. <laughs> okay, that was a good one. That's a good one. LaDonna, you got one? Okay. Yeah. I thought that was the example. I was gonna let you go again. Mm -mm. Oh, yeah, I think it was supposed to be, but I, I answered because I was oh, excited yeah. to know it. <laughs> I'll let you have it. Okay, so I'm going, um, my questions are pretty much going to just be naming a couple things and you'll just let me know, pertaining to a woman, what, what is that, all right? Okay. okay. So, almond, coffin, stiletto, square, round, oval. Uh -huh. What does that have to do with a woman? Wait a minute. Go go down that list again. What you go down that list again. Almond, coffin, stiletto, square, round, and oval. Oh, I'm I'm tapped out on that one. What your drink? Oh, a purse. What your That's drink? a purse, ain't it? You nope. gotta take a little drink. You got it wrong. Take a little drink. Sir, that's that's nail shapes. Nail shapes. 
Oh man. What's the, what, what's the what's the little pointy ones? Stilettos. Stilettos. That's called stiletto. Yeah. Ah, see, y'all put me on. No, I wouldn't know that, man. Ain't no dude supposed to know that for you. I'm just saying, you might have overheard your your wife saying. Oh, babe, I got these almond nails, or I got these coffin-shaped nails. Jordan, get her not, nails done. Now that y'all say it in nail form, like almond nails or stiletto, I get it now. But well, we can't say I, nail. Okay. <laughs> that was good. Give me a hint. <laughs> we just okay. trying to get <laughs> <laughs> Mill Rose, Miss Jessie, and Aunt Jackie is all what? Wait a minute, man. What? I don't know none of these folks. Okay, one more time, Grace. Camille Rose, Miss Jessie's, and Aunt Jackie. Now I'm supposed Please. to know this. Camille huh? Rose, Aunt Jackie. I know them two that I'm supposed to know. Yep. Mm, you got makeup. Uh, no. Lipstick. No. Y'all ain't finna have me out here, mister. What is this? Hair products, come on. Now, I'm, like, I'm disappointed because you live with two, well, three females, but oh yeah. Come on. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that stuff. Okay, maybe you'll know this one. Maybe you'll know this one. <laughs> hey, y'all okay. ain't finna have me messed up for uh before we even get started. <laughs> okay. Flower bomb, black orchid, number five, perfume. Okay. Okay. Nah, yeah. Now you who drinking but after that where? one? Nah. Where is that perfume from for the bonus? Where right. is it from? Yeah. Who? Who? Where? Did that's they a Wale from? song. Lotus Flower Bomb or something, man. Oh, that's Big Time Raw. Oh. What's, and what's then you got Tom Ford, Black Orchid. You know Chanel Number Five. I got the answer right, Grace. Don't be trying to change my Mark answer. Jacobs Daisy. Okay. 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 <laughs> um. What does OBGYN stand for? Oh, OBGYN. I know that's the clinic. They go. I know what you do there. But OBGYN. Shit, I was about to say optometrist. No, no, no. no that ain't it. Gynecologist. No, I don't know. I don't know where they stand for, but I know what you do there. Okay, what you do there? OBGYN. Well, they, they check, they check your lady parts. You go. I'm, wait, I can't even say it. Obstetrician Look, and gynecologist. Yes. See, I knew, I knew it was some, those okay, two things. Okay, so what's the it? obstetrician? Like, what do they do? Obstetrician? Shit, that's the eye doctor, ain't it? No, <laughs> I'm just, I'm totally <laughs> the eye doctor. You're so, they're hey. birth the baby. I had an ophthalmologist. Y'all told, y'all announced what podcast I was coming here from. So the dummy podcast, you guys. But you're so smart. Gosh, <laughs> let me see. Let's see, okay. I, ain't, I never set up a gynecologist appointment. You haven't, but you got yeah. some damn children. You just yeah. saw the motherfuckers come out. <laughs> that is, this is you true. To, to <laughs> a very traumatic experience, I must say it. <laughs> okay, let's see. Micro, knotless, folate, feed-in. Braids. Okay. okay. Yeah, see? Like, now y'all getting in my territory. Now, who drinking? <laughs> and Grace, this not even right, because one drinking and the other one ain't. I don't. I have water. I I know who to blame. I, yeah, I, I'll have that talk later. Yeah, please do. <laughs> okay, so what is a pumice stone used for? A who? A, <laughs> a pumice stone. I'm not even gonna pretend to know what that is. I have no idea. 
It's like a little stone that uh, we use to like scrub our feet or like dead skin. It could be used on your body. Y'all yeah. don't use that little the little thing that look like a file that have the yeah, that look has, like a little cheese like a shredder at the bottom of it too. <laughs> mm-hmm. That thing. Yeah. I hadn't. I, I never heard of a pumice stone. What? It, wait. What it look like? A little cheese shredder. You know where you shred the cheese? Yeah, that. It really does. That's a good comparison. That's a good comparison. How many more you have? Okay, I can do two if you, if you, yeah. two or three. That's fine. Okay. Body wave, deep wave, kinky curly, loose wave. Hair. What kind of hair? Uh, Kinky curly. No. <laughs> Body wave. Bondo. Weave. Bundles. Come on, you gotta give me credit. I said I hair. No, you drank. Credit. You drank. I got that right hair. That's on you. Okay. Yeah. You got to get that two B pack. I don't know what that means. Mm. I just think that's like the the black the, the black pack. Wimby, yeah. Wimby. <laughs> yeah, see, I know a little something. You know a little something. <laughs> you know a lot about hair. Except for the product. You, Grace, you coming up with stuff that I have never heard of in my life. Thanks, Jordan. She knows. Okay. What do you call a woman who agrees to have another or carry the child for another person? A surrogate? Okay. Good. A surrogate. I don't know what you said the first time. You say surrogate? I might not have pronounced it right. Again, I come from... Come from a different world, but Sarah. okay, good. Yeah, see, y'all thought, drink up, uh, Ladonna. You got a drink for Grace, then me yeah. and Grace, huh? I'm yeah. sorry, <laughs> it's okay. Okay, um, speedy vintage flap, Birkin, never full, GG Merrimont. Those are uh, bags, okay, yeah. Why you better have all of them? Drink up, LaDonna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have one more if you if you don't. I have one more. It's sort of kind of like the one that you just did, but um, what product do you associate with the name Giuseppe Zanotti? Well, I know for dudes, them Giuseppe's be them them little big ass shoes that them people be wearing <laughs> with the little straps and stuff on it. But I think they make bags and stuff too for women. I was I was thinking of the shoes, but I'll let you go with that. Yeah, the space boots. Yeah, his, well, not the women, the heels. He's talking about the men. Yeah, yeah. He's so yeah. yeah see, they're hideous. They're yeah. hideous. Ladonna. <laughs> Yeah. Take one for the team, girl. Take it for the team. Let's do it. Okay, <laughs> Grace, last one. Grace left you hanging. I know. <laughs> last one. Scorps, Daisy Dukes, Bermuda, Pedal Pushers, Capris. Oh, that's the shorts. Shorts, oh. pants, bottoms. Oh, yeah, I know all of those. <laughs> shorts, pants, bottoms. Uh-oh, LaDonna. You, you know, okay, okay. <laughs> you ain't gonna let me get past either. Nope, because y'all did me wrong. Y'all tried to get me bad at the beginning, and I'm, I'm on. The I'm on a win streak. You did good, so I thought you were gonna do well the whole entire time. Well, you know, I missed the first one or two, and then I I went on like an eight question run, didn't it? You, you did. You did a good job. Good job. Great job. Thank you. <laughs> 
So, yes, the game was awesome, but we really want to get into this topic because I think it's something that our men and our women listeners can enjoy, can um, gain some knowledge from. But the topic at hand today is how to be a man when you were never taught how to be a man, how to mm. be that father figure, how to be that that male role model when you've never had a male in the home, when you've never had, you know what I mean? Like no grandfather, no father figure to look up to. Now, all of a sudden, you're, you have a family, an entire family. You have sons, you know, you have daughters. How do you, how do you know how to teach them? And that's something we wanted to get some insight from you because, of course, we grew up women. And I know Grace has a son. I have daughters. But I do have a brother. And I do see how my father um, raised him. So I, I, I can give a little bit of my opinion, but I think your opinion would definitely be um, received very well. Right. Um, wow. Uh, that's a heck of a question. Like before I even even get to that or go into that, I first want to say that I speak for myself and my personal opinion. Yeah. I'm not the opinion of all men. Right. Um, men is subjective so what I may think may be different than an, another man uh, it, it's been plenty of times I've listened to different platforms and and they've had a, a, a male guest on there he's I'm talking for men and he he didn't sound like something I would I would think so right. I want to be able to say that first up front because you know I don't want no any men listening to be like man I don't know what, what he talking about you know and I know y'all married I don't want y'all husbands or something to be like man that he don't speak for me because sometimes women will go back and be like, well, Mustaka said that right. you know, this, right, and I don't want to have to black nobody out, you know? So, <laughs> so I, I just want to get that disclaimer first. Um, and I just say, man, like uh, the times that we, you know, are in right now are a little different. Um, I strongly feel like there's a lot of men out here now who are actually stepping up to and doing um, what it is that need to be done, uh, whether that's being coaches uh, or, or being fathers, uh, being present in the lives of, of other young black males, as well as, as well as daughters, you know? Um, but I feel like, you know, for me, I grew up in a single parent home with just my mother. Um, mm. But one of the biggest misconceptions was that like, oh, well, you know, you grew up in a single parent home with a mother, da, 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 you didn't get everything you needed. But for me, without my father being present, that actually was the catalyst for me to be that much more of a father. Like, mm -hmm. I wanted to, since he wasn't there, I wanted to make sure that I was there, you know, and I wanted to make sure that I was there for every moment or, or be there to help teach X, Y, Z or give game back to daughters or, you know, I got two daughters, but, you know, if I had sons, I wanted to be there for them. Or, you know, even if it's somebody else who got sons, I want to be there for them and their sons and get them information. But it was so many times that like, uh, for me, football, uh, believe it or not, was uh, I had a lot of men around me who were coaches who wouldn't let us do the wrong thing. They, yeah. you know, if your pants was low or sagging, <laughs> hey, pull them up, son. If you was talking to a teacher crazy, they was at the door that instant to make sure that you corrected your behavior or that you wasn't just running out here just doing any old thing because they believed in you. And mm -hmm. having men like that around us who believed in, you know, some of the things that we were going through helped kind of be the catalyst for, for me being in a position where I am today to make sure that I am present for my kids uh, or doing what I need to do for my family. Let me ask you a question. Cause you said that you mentioned that um, 
coming from a single parent household that made you want to be present for your family whenever you had a family so what made you just feel like that was what a man is supposed to do um I learned early that to me no matter what anybody says it's a two-person job yeah um, whether whether y'all together or not together um even as a as being a single parent me and myself for a while it's even some stuff that I feel like if all men tomorrow became single parents and they had to raise kids I feel like it's something that we would not properly give that child growing up. You see what I'm saying? Cause it's a two person yeah. job. So whether y'all together or not together, I feel like it's things that we both men and women need to give to that child in order to help them be, you know, more successful yes. and the more love and the more hands on deck to be able to like groom that child, the better. And that's just my personal opinion of it. And that's just how I feel about it. My brothers are the same exact way because we grew up in a single parent household. My mom was the only one that raised us. And I know they were both hell bent, myself included, but I'm not a man, but they were both hell bent on making a solid family union because right. that's what they did not have. Right. And they, I mean, you know, they have that with their family and they, they do everything together. And I see it and I, I love it. I think it's admirable because that's something that they were like adamant about. They're not going to have children and not be in the household or be in their lives. Right. And, I, and I'm sorry, because I, I don't think I fully still answered what you asked me. Uh, and I just feel like for me, like to, to know, how did I know? Mm-hmm. I just felt like when I was growing up, that wasn't. And, I, and I, I was able to start understanding the shortcomings that maybe that I was missing from not having a dad present mm-hmm. that made me know how important it is of a role for me when it's my turn to be a dad. Right. And so that was something that was just real instrumental and big for me. Um, and I didn't need somebody to tell me that it was something that I self-checked and saw that like, like, no, man, like you were missing X, Y, Z. Don't do the same if it's your turn. And that's, right. that's just how I kind of, you know, came so to where did, I am. Did you grow up with like some of your friends or some of the people that you hung around? Did they grow, grow up in a two-parent household? Um most of my friends actually grew up in single parent household. Really? Um, but I will say I had a friend, man. I, my friend Marcel, man, and his dad passed. Mm-hmm. Uh, his dad was one of the coolest dads that you could uh, find. He invited everything it was to me um, to be a father. You know what I'm saying? Like it was a safe refuge for us to go. So that, that let me know that, oh, it's safety over here. Like we could easily be doing whatever we was doing, but he felt like if we was in his house, we was good to go. And we were, he provided food, he provided shelter and he made it be a safe place. Even if he was gone or working and stuff, we knew that that was a safe place to go. He was going to check in on us and, and make sure that we was doing everything we needed to do um, to, I don't, I guess be not caught up in the wrong situation. So. Right. Right. Cause it's so yeah. easy, you know, being, it is so, yeah. it's too easy. Especially it's, when the mom in the household, she's already working. And she's doing her best to take care of a man that she right. knows nothing. She's never grew up as a man. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and, and, and that's I, crazy. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was I was about to say the reason I asked you that question is because I've overheard um, a guy that grew up in a single parent household, not really a single. He grew up with his grandparents, and he said that um, 
he would gravitate to friends that had um, both parents in the household. And that's kind of, and it became instrumental to him because it's kind of where he got that, um, that picture uh, mm-hmm. of how to be a man, of how to be a family man, of how to raise a family um, from, because, you know, grandparents are older, you know how grandparents are. The same they do our kids. They right. let our kids do whatever they want. They right. don't <laughs> like they do us, you know, like they did us. But our grandparents don't care when they become grandparents. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They say, I'm tired. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. Fuck them kids. What they say, Fuck right? them kids. <laughs> <laughs> go, go sit your ass down somewhere. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, I, I just, that's why I asked you, had you gravitated towards friends that um that did have both parents in the household well but like that, said, that's that's go ahead yeah like i said i didn't have very many friends that did have like i remember like if i would find somebody and it's crazy that we do this in our community right uh just to me my personal opinion i'm not speaking for nobody else but it's crazy like i'd be like oh your dad stay with you like it used to be <laughs> crazy to meet somebody who dad stay, oh your, your dad there and like as dudes, we'd be scared of women who dad stayed there and shit. Like, oh no, she got a dad, and now we gotta you gotta straighten up when you go over there. Stuff like that. It's just just little things like that. But um, to your question, like I said, um, my friend Marcel, his dad, although they were not together, his dad was there. You saw his dad, you saw his mom, and they weren't together, but they show a good example of co-parenting and why it was two people needed uh, to. To do this job because i just feel like if it's one person or the other it's just too much it's a it's not a balance when right. it's one more than the other and that representation matters too because like you said like you if you see them and you see that their presence both of their presence is needed it's different from seeing one person in the household and the daddy barely there or the daddy or the mom is barely there exactly. and the dad is taking care of everything in the household so seeing how the dynamic works between the husband and wife that absolutely makes a huge difference it does it, so who it did really you does. go to for your life lessons like um taught you how to tie a tie like you know what i mean like <laughs> those are life lessons i could not see me teaching a, my son or you know what i mean i'm gonna tell you something that was so trash my friend my friend todd <laughs> he's also part of the dumbest podcast it wasn't until i was an adult that i learned how to tie a tie and todd taught me how to tie a tie really? now the crazy thing about learning how to tie a tie todd is left-handed and the way he <laughs> taught me i realized was left-handed and my tie used to be always skewed <laughs> the wrong way because he the one taught me how to tie a tie but that was really literally that was the first person who taught me how to tie a friend yeah and so sometimes that's one of the the drawbacks sometimes you have friends that ain't they're not, they're not, know, they don't know themselves, right? Right. And so how can that friend teach you something or give you some kind of wisdom or game if you don't have that man present to, to help you be better? Luckily, I had a friend who had his head screwed on, right? He could teach me like, no, bro, this is how you tie on that tie when it's time for you to go to that event. Right. Uh, and he taught me that early. We was like, when I say early, it was kind of late for what I would want to teach my son, but it was early enough when I was just trying to get into professional jobs and go seek job interviews and things like that. So right. shout out to Todd. Hey Todd. <laughs> but that is, that's, um, LaDonna, you did bring up a point because I'm, I raised a, a young boy and it was, it, 
me and his dad weren't together. It's not like his dad wasn't in his life, but when it came to those things that happened in the household, I mean, I know I probably would embarrass him, but like the first time he woke up with his little thing hard, I was like, put that, put that shit away. And I'm screaming because I don't know what's going on. But I'm sure if I had a husband in the household at the time, I could be like, look, talk to your son because he woke up with a thing hard, go in there and help him out. But I'm like, do you allow them to go ahead and do you tell them it's okay to masturbate? Do you? Yes. I, as always, a mother, I, I, I tell him, I tell my son what I feel, whatever comes natural for you, you do it. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> right. what about what about you, Masaki? Like, did your mom ever catch you? Did your grandmother ever catch you? You know, doing not that I can remember. <laughs> not that I can remember, but I do know my mom used to catch us uh, late night uh, watching them little Cinemax movies. You know, the little hunching movie. I call them hunching movies because they don't be having no action on them. They just no. be purely hunching. Playboy. Yeah, she Playboy. she caught us that. None but noises um, they make, but. But I remember like um my eighth grade year. I grew up up I, I was born in Mobile, but I grew up, I was, you know, spent seven or eight years up north. And when I first came back to Alabama, my mama, the first thing she gave me, she gave me some condoms. It was in the eighth grade. And she was like, You better keep these because these girls down here fast. <laughs> and that was all she said. She said, put that shit on and just know that the girls down here fast. And that was just a lesson that like, although it was it was quick and to the point, I got what she was saying. Yeah. Would you have wanted that conversation from a man in a more detailed way? It probably if, if it came from a man, it probably would have been in a more detailed way. Yeah. Um, and and that's no that's not saying I don't want to come off like saying that a woman can't tell you that because right. I mean me and Grace, man, you know, we've had these conversations multiple different times. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So women can get give that conversation, but see, my mom come from a different era, you know, she's old school traditional with that shit so she's definitely not gonna sit down and teach you every in and out you know whereas now you know when Warren was coming up you probably did that a little bit different than how my mom would have handled it so yeah I mean I would teach him about walking on the right side of the street with a a female stuff like like the chivalrous stuff that I would teach him it's crazy that y'all say that because Jordan got this so-called friend. <laughs> I, I won't let her call him boyfriend. He's just a friend. Yeah. And we're going to say that. How old is and Jordan? She, LaDonna, don't you start. How old <laughs> she, is she, she's, she's 14. Okay. Right. Just let you know I met my husband when I was 14. So don't. Listen, when I say don't, don't you start, I already knew. <laughs> I, I listen. I know y'all met in the ninth grade. I know how all that went. <laughs> Listen, look, y'all have, y'all have a great union, but I'm telling you, if he come at uh, 15 with Jordan, it's, it's over. <laughs> but no, I, I was saying that um, I had a conversation with her because they were outside standing in the street and, you know, they walked from stop sign to stop sign. Yeah, I could see him. Uh, and he had it on the wrong side of the street. Mm-hmm. And I, I tried to tell her, she was looking at me like I was crazy because they don't understand it. Like, mm-hmm. no, you, he, he got you on the wrong side of the street. You understand? He got you on the side where the car come. So if mm-hmm. a car come and hit you, you over with. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that stuff she needs to know, you know what I mean? Right. It, it, it's, it's things that a mom can teach a girl, but it's also things that her dad needs to talk to her about. You know, we can come from an emotional side of a man you know, I, I can even Parker, even now, y'all, she had this little boyfriend when she, I think it was like maybe last year or her uh, first grade, first grade year. 
His name was Rusty. Don't ask. Don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rusty. But you know, when she went to her dad, he was like, You ain't got no boyfriend. No, don't talk about that. Don't talk about that. And I just kind of let her talk about it because I remember when I was in the first grade, we we I had a guy that I like, a little boy that I liked, you know, and it, we didn't do anything. It was just we liked each other, you know. So I don't want to have her so scared to come to us, but I know um, men tend to make, you know, they, they tend to make the daughter scared and they tend to make, you know, the, the, the boys that are coming to them scared. So um, go ahead. And that's, that's a great point that you make because uh, I'm faced with that now. Yeah. Um, Jordan is 14. And I do think that, she's uncomfortable coming to me about certain things because she thinks that I'm like some of the things she'll think like, Oh, he going to go beat them up, you know, things like that. But I feel like I try to tell her all the time. There's no person who can give her more game about a boy than me. You know what I'm saying? So come to me. And I I don't care what dudes say, like it's against the code to throw salt on a grown man. I'm telling you little boys, (laughs) I'm throwing salt on my, for my 14 year old. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to give her all the game that I need, but, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it is to your point. It's just really, um, I, it's a hard line to try to find, you know, your daughter, if she's comfortable coming to you and telling you the things that she need to come tell tell you versus not telling you what she needs to. Absolutely. Do you allow her that, um, that avenue to come to you without judgment? I've or ridicule her. or any kind of backlash because you know That's as kids already a kid that comes to our parents. It's super hard, but like I'm I'm so like I'm so crazy. No matter who it is or what it is, if you come to me and say, and I tell her all the time, come to me and say, I need to talk to you. Yeah. You come to me that way, I need to talk to you. I'm throwing away all judgment, I'm throwing away all anything. You're right. saying you're, you're being transparent and you coming to me saying, I need to talk to you. That means I need to make this as safe as a place as possible for you to say whatever it is that you need to say. And I always try to tell her that. Now, it's still, again, one thing is she going to really come to me and say that and say whatever she need. But whatever she tell me after saying, hey, I need to talk to you about something, I'm going to be as open and honest and, and straightforward as I possibly can be. Right. That's good. All right. What were some of the things that the women in your life taught you about being a man since your father was not present? Or was it um, fully present? I say this, uh, and I and I I was just crazy. I was just talking about this. My mama was a trooper. Uh, <laughs> I don't care what you. I know that nowadays it's it's a lot of speculation, and is it okay to say women are strong black women and all of that different stuff? But yep. to me, when I when I say strong black woman, I'm I'm not talking about the trauma. I'm just talking about how in awe I am of of this great being. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm not trying to sit in here and be like, oh, and I know niggas, they'll kill me. Like, oh man, here you go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. But I, like my mom really taught me, my mom was a life lesson teacher. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like she was one of the best persons at teaching life. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it prepared me for, she always tell you like, all right, you're going to have some ups, you're going to have some downs. But when you're too high, get prepared because something can happen to bring you down. Mm-hmm. And when you bring, when you come down, like, you know what I'm saying? Don't sit there, don't waddle in. You might cry today, but tomorrow, get your ass up and figure out how to change that situation. And that was something she was real big on. And so like now when something happened, 
it's I don't really stay that long because yeah. it ain't time to stay that long. It's time to like, okay, that happened. I'm mad about it. I'm I'm I messed up behind it, but now what am I gonna do to change that situation? And I learned that from my mama. You know what right. I'm saying? And mm-hmm. she imputed that in me. So like that's that's just how I feel. Like when I say strong black women, that's somebody who taught me stop waddling in your problems long because you gonna have to figure out tomorrow how to fix those. Mm-hmm. And and right. that's just how I look at it. So. Let me and, ask you a question. Go ahead. Uh, the, did she do the same with your sister that she did with you and your brother? Indeed. My sister had a yeah. different perspective because um, y'all talked about sometimes the mom working. Mm-hmm. My mom had a travel season. I, I loved it. Uh, <laughs> my mama travel season was from like August to January where she had to travel a lot. Like she'd come home. She'd come home, she'd be home for like a week and then she might travel for three days then come home for two days then be gone for another three days. My sister was, I, she was the MVP. My sister was step in, she was in high school. So it'd be me and my sister and my sister be like, hey, take your ass to football practice. Hey, do your homework. Hey, I cook, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Hey, go clean that bathroom. You know, that was my sister who was doing that. So, um, so awesome. I feel like she stepped in and she was very big and she's also instrumental in that and I, I know sometimes when we talk about men and not having uh women present or, or, or men present I'm sorry for me sometimes having some of those women around it it helped balance me you know what I'm saying help mm-hmm. nigga clean up hey don't leave the seat down let that shit down you know what I'm saying yes because y'all men ain't Stuff gonna like- do it y'all gonna be nasty Ugh. <laughs> and sometimes I, I, I couldn't so- afford to be like that though <laughs> yeah, I would get I toe like up sometimes- in my house <laughs> I feel like sometimes two-parent households cripple some children. I'm not saying that it's it's a bad thing because it's a great thing to grow, grow up in a two-parent household. But I know like my parents, for example, I told you I play ball. Um, you know, I was always doing something. Like, right. you know, I, I never I never was that kid that was at the house that just got to sit and watch TV because I was always doing something as curriculum. So my mom would my bed my mom you know would do all these things so now when it came to me um actually having my own family I'm having to relearn all this all this stuff all over again because I never was really taught because my mom kind of did it all like she felt like that was her role and then my dad had his role right so my thing is when when you have children like that, you know, like you and your sister, that kind of, you know, had to do things for yourself. Then when you got your family, it became easier for you to be a helpmate to your, to your spouse. Whereas you have some men and some women that come into relationships or come into marriages and they so dumbfounded on what the fuck to do. It's like, (laughs) you know, I don't know. I'm in space. I don't know what to do. My role was just to sit and chill, but I feel like you're more well-rounded. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I tell, I this is just my personal opinion of it, and people may disagree out there, and I'm okay with that, mm-hmm. but I feel like with women, and it's just me, my perspective from a man's perspective, I feel like, um, I feel like a lot of men, we were not taught how to be maybe husbands or be fathers and stuff like that. So I feel like sometimes I, I know with women, it's like, I'm tired and I'm doing this. Why doesn't he know to do X, Y, Z? Men weren't born with that instinct. 
Mm-hmm. We men learn to be fathers and we learn to be husbands and stuff like that. Sometimes y'all, y'all have skill sets that are already with y'all from day one. My little two-year-old walk around with a baby that she take care of. She put the baby in the bed, she get a baby food. She I had a little G.I. Joe or I had a little football that I threw in the backyard. Nobody really told me that I didn't take care of the football. I threw that shit all over the place. But I say that to say, like, sometimes with, with women, like if it's something that y'all want or need to your point, like just tell us. Sometimes yeah. men, like it, it's crazy as it sounds, like, why should I have to tell him that if you want to see that action or you want to see that change or done, just tell them. Hey, man, I, I agree need- with that. I, I absolutely agree with that because I feel like women are a lot of things come innate to us. It is a natural born thing for us to do and take care of and do. And it's natural because everything. y'all learn it. Y'all yeah. learn it. And it's like when we get into a situation, whether it be a marriage, whether it be a job, whether it be anything we're tossed into, we know how to acclimate ourselves. But it, when it comes to the man perspective, and this is just my point of view, it's like, you really do have to tell them what you want because they don't know. They're stuck in their same world. So it's and, like... And it just and becomes it, frustrating for us, I think. Yeah, it, it do. But I, I, and it's just, again, my opinion. I just feel like if y'all start telling directly what you want or what you like, he'll do it. Yeah. Especially if it's a man that's there for you or that, that cares about you or something like that. He wants to make sure that you have him. Most men, like if you... If I go out three, four nights in a row and you don't say a thing, you don't say nothing. Like you just be like, oh, okay. All right. See you when you get home. See you when you get home. That fourth night, I'm like, well, she ain't saying nothing. Where them flowers at that she like? Where them, <laughs> like we we kind of know that it's time. Like we've been tripping yeah. and she hadn't said nothing. Let me, let me make sure I do something that she likes. And yeah. I just feel like, you know, it was a time too, like I said, you know, about being a parent. I was trash. Like I would come home take a little power nap and she'd be over there cooking and cleaning. And I'd be over there just having a great little nap, wake up. She'd looking at me, why don't you do something? I'm like, what you want me to do? Do a bath or do something. This what you want me to do? It wasn't hard for me to go do it. But once I had to be, I know it sounds crazy, but once she told me to do it, I realized like that was something I needed to go do. And it helps because yeah. again, we're not raised. We're not raised to know that shit. Y'all, yeah. y'all get that. Y'all get the little castles with the house and all of that. We don't get all of that. Right. We, we just that don't. brings me to my next question. How does this affect you? How does not growing up with a man or male figure around you affect you emotionally once you're grown? Um, it depends. I, I tell people all the time, man, like my story is, you know, my dad was around till I was like five or six. Mm-hmm. Went away. I didn't see him again till I was like a sophomore in high school. Knocked on the door. I was like, I could tell because I lived in one of those houses. I'm I'm from Tomaville. That's the hood. It's a shotgun house. It's a front door and a back door. And it's all you could probably see the back door from the front door. So when he run the doorbell on the front door, I was like, wait a minute. Nobody really come to the front door. Everybody come to the back door. Mm-hmm. Swung the door open. <laughs> and he looked at me. I know who he is because I know what my dad looked like. He was like, a stock it, right? Shit, it's my dad. Like, what the fuck you mean? Right. Stock it, right? Cool. Right. So he brought somebody over there, like that he wanted to, to visit my mom. But here it is. I haven't, oh shit. I haven't seen you in ages, right? And and here you come like saying, like, hey, my stock it, right? Like, you know, hey, I brought somebody like here. Who, 
Yeah. yeah like he, he didn't, didn't know who I was. He had to get that. But for me, it was always like a, oh man, I don't care what happened to him. Oh man, whatever happened. I don't really know him. Cause again, I was five and then I didn't see him again till I was 16. And I didn't see him again till like 22 or 23 at my brother's wedding. He came mm -hmm. and I saw him while he was at that wedding. He kind of looked broken. He kind of looked like, look at all these years I've missed with these people. Mm -hmm. And he did try to actively start saying like, hey, let me mend this relationship. Yeah. And for me at first, it was kind of like, oh, I don't know about this. It was easy for my older siblings, I'm the youngest. It was easy for them because they had that relationship with him. Mm -hmm. Whereas for me, I didn't really know him. And I think it was harder for him to come into relationship with me. But what I say to this is he ended up passing like a year and a half later. And as I got older, it dawned on me like how much information that I could have got from this man or what I could have talked to this man about. Like, I think sometimes we we do each other disservice. We so angry. And, and this just me. We so angry and bitter and upset about what it is somebody didn't do. We know what they didn't do. That's obvious. But at this point, it can't hurt you to have a relationship because by that time, we already got barriers put up that protect us from not getting hurt by this person but what can we learn from this person what can that individual give us that can help us and I think that's how I looked at when I was kind of yearning for that relationship later it was kind of like he can't hurt me he already did that now the only thing he can do is help me so let's see, see what it is but I understand that for other people it's not that easy and they do have an emotional tie because you know he said he was coming and you sat out there on the curb and he never came and stuff like right. that so I understand that but I just feel like at this point in age, it, it only benefits us to have a relationship, not really hurt us. I like the way you said you kind of just have to grow out of it and you have to look at it as, look, I'm here. If he's still here, then I need to do what I can to try to mend or have some type of relationship with him because I can learn more from him than I can't away the, from him. You know, and the, only, and the only reason I say that because I was in a situation to where I, again, I didn't care who this person was. Like, I remember saying vividly, like, if this man died tomorrow, I don't care. I don't know him. You know what I'm saying? But when he, when I went, when he died and I went to the funeral and I'm like, damn, it's too late. Like, yeah. even if, even if you wanted to have that relationship, it's too late. So I, I just feel like, you know, sometimes we harbor a lot of feelings and emotions that's bottled up in us and that ain't going to do nothing but hurt yourself. Like, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes we got to learn to let some of that stuff go. And I, I know, again- I kind of disagree with that. Only I, because I am, I kind of am in like that same situation. Like my biological father is, has been reaching out to me for the past few years. And I don't feel like I would want a relationship with him because why now? I mean, it's only I, for his benefit, not mine. I'm fine where I am. And I, and I understand it, which is why I said earlier, everybody's not there. And I, and yeah. I, I wouldn't push you. Like, I wouldn't come to you and say, oh, Grace, you need to have that relationship with him. I wouldn't, I wouldn't push that. But I also, under, I, like, I understand how some people aren't ready to, to be where I was. Mm -hmm. But for a long time, I was like that. Yeah. But after he passed is when I realized, like, hey. for me, like, yeah. dang, like, he couldn't, he can't hurt me. And I, yeah. and I, and again, I, I can't, I'm not in your shoes. So I, I'm, I'm not, I can't talk for you, but yeah. he can't, the way, the way you set up and how grounded you are, yeah. he can't really do anything to you. Cause you're not going to allow it. You already built how you built, you mm -hmm. already set up. So only thing he can do is either add to it or get away from me. And that's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you a question. 
because I know this is subjective for you what does it mean to be a man um you're right like for me it you're right it's subjective Mm -hmm. but for me it's just being um from everything we talked about it's being responsible man like it's it's taking care of your responsibilities being a man of your word to your responsibility Mm -hmm. like you know making sure you're doing what you can for your responsibility i know sometimes people be like oh you got to provide you got to do this that that then and third and that's cool that's great that is a a big part of it but it's some people who may can't provide but if you can just take your daughter and take her to the park and swing you being responsible to that maybe one day they'll grow up and understand that oh my dad just didn't have it or you know maybe drugs or something was a problem but he he showed up every day i know he he was drunk or high or whatever, but he still took me to that park. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's what I feel like to me being a man is. I know some people may say like, if you can pull the engine out your car with your bare hands, you're a man. <laughs> cool, do your thing. <laughs> you might be strong as shit. You <laughs> might be on some, something. <laughs> Here is so crazy, but nah, I'm for real. Like it, it just, it's a, to me, that's just some of the things of being a man standing on your word. Like, you know, like I think sometimes in, in our community sometimes we put being a man we box it in with being uh in the dating world especially oh my god you'll put (laughs) you'll put oh man you're not a man because i i don't like you or i don't want to do xyz with you and it's like oh you're not a man because of that Mm -hmm. and i don't think that's what it is you could be handling your business i remember you know when i was was a single father and you you sitting there like dating the dating world and you sitting there taking care of your child and somebody say, because you don't want to be with them or you don't want to do what they want you to do. Oh, you're not a man. Like, <laughs> luckily that didn't define me because what defined me was what I was doing with my child. That made me- That, is, that know, was like being was. a man so, right there. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's just it for me. Just just handle your responsibilities, be a man of your word. Mm-hmm. Um, things don't work out relationship wise, but relationship wise doesn't necessarily define what a man is. LaDonna, I'm thinking back to um, last week when we had Sean on and he was talking about his dad and the sacrifices that he made and about that was dope. holes in his, in his pants pocket and doing what That's needed a- to be done for a family. To me, like you say, Masaki, that is what a man is. You're providing, you could care less about yourself. And you know what's crazy? I, I, I heard Sean tell that story about how his dad had holes in his pocket and he said that it wasn't that his dad couldn't go get whatever he needed to go get. He could have, and I'm sure he could have, mm-hmm. but he didn't want, he wanted to make sure that his kids had whatever they needed. Right. Mm-hmm. But sometimes as a man, it could get lonely in a sense. And I'm, I'm not trying to, trying to be there, but like, if you someone like a, let's just take that example that Sean said, and you doing all of that. And then sometimes you wonder, like, you can see people sometimes like, maybe not appreciate that as much or not see that as much. And you wonder like, do they really see the sacrifices that I'm making or do they really know? Even when you, you, I heard Scoop say, you know, oh man, I, I had a hundred and ten dollars. <laughs> like, but I wanted to impress this girl so bad that I took her on a date and I was just praying that she didn't ask for a dessert. Cause if she did, my car was going to come, I was going to be messed up. <laughs> it, it's just it's, it's just little stuff like that and sometimes yeah. as men it get isolating because we do wonder do people recognize that as part of us trying to show our sacrifice that shit that you can't see you don't get to see that it's 115 dollars on that card 
Yeah. And you just got a plate that was $112 and I was $3 shy of being messed up. But I wanted to do that for you. Right. So that's just, yeah. I don't know. Going into the dating world and you're not taught how to be a husband. You're not taught how to be, um, how to treat a woman from a man's point of view. If you had sons, because I know you have daughters, if you were to have a son one day, what would be some of the things that you teach him when it comes to um, being a man, uh, how to treat a woman, just those things? Um, My main thing I tell my sons is just be honest, man. Yeah. Um, It hurts sometimes to be honest. Uh, honest, they come with some stuff. Mm -hmm. Um. I know sometimes uh, I, I got in more trouble being honest than I did. <laughs> we talked about the toxic part. I got in more trouble being honest than I did when I lied. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, so it kind of made you feel like, well, maybe I just need to lie because I get everything I need if I lie. But if I be honest, shit, I'm, I'm in trouble. So mm -hmm. I would teach my sons to be honest, man. Like, don't lie, man. Don't manipulate. Be honest. Stand on your word. Tell the truth and let everything fall away it may. And that's just my biggest important thing is just being honest, man. Cause I noticed that when people be honest, even if you, even if they kind of manipulated the situation for themselves in the bit of you being honest, a lot of times they'll come back later down the road and be like, you know what? I appreciate you just cause you was, I was tripping, but you were always honest with me. Right. You right. always told me the truth and I can respect that because you told me the truth. Because we're emotional human beings, like women, right. we're very emotional. So in the in the moment, we won't understand it. You know, it won't be something that um, we might even view you as being this motherfucker toxic. He ain't got <laughs> that hard. He just oh, you know. But then once we get into a good situation, we can finally look back and be like, you know what? He was giving me all the hints that I needed. It was my decision to stay mm. now if i was gonna stay me and Masaka was talking about that today that, yes. that, that little toxic motherfucker today. was kind of honest wasn't it yeah he was. <laughs> <laughs> and, and maybe it wasn't really him it was a little bit of me yeah yeah in some situations you know in some, situ in some in situations some, yeah, yeah. Dev in, in some definitely situations, say some men can be so manipulative um that it just does not create a avenue for a woman to be who she is. It can, yeah. you know, you have a lot of different situations out here, but for the most part, I know um, that it, it, we have a choice. Women, right. you know, we have a choice and we would rather a man be very honest than to be lying to us. And if he is honest, then take his honesty to heart. <laughs> and, and, and I've, I've, always always, I've always taught Warren that. I know I'm not a man, but I know from the things that I know I wanted him to learn as a young man yeah. was to always be honest. I'm like, son, if you don't want to be in a relationship with someone, don't just tell them. Person along. Mm -hmm. Just tell them. I said, I They're promise gonna... you, coming from a woman, we'd yep. rather take honesty. Mm -hmm. I was like, if they still want to be bothered with you after that, that's all on them. You've let them know from the beginning what it is. Always be honest. The only part you didn't tell them was that you're going to still get beat up for being honest. That's all you didn't tell <laughs> yeah. them. Right? Okay. Well, all right. He'll, he'll <laughs> right. He might. Like, but straight up, though, it, it is true. Like, because if you be honest and just tell the truth, like, hey, I don't want this. I don't want that. People may still fool with you. You know what I'm saying? And, and still do what you do. But 
you just you can always go back on the fact that I told you. And so regardless of what happened from that, I told you. Yeah. Yeah. I want to ask a question, too. I just really want to know from a man. We talked about things that you learn. I don't know how emotional your mother was, but do you think men lack emotion because they don't have that male figure that's showing them how to actually be an emotional human being or an emotional male? Because I think sometimes when men who are raised by women, they look at us as women and they think, oh, I don't want to be emotional like that. Right. But then when it comes from a man, you can see your your dad in distress, but how he hands, handles himself in distress. You can see him upset, but how he handles himself. But if you hadn't seen that emotion evoked from a male, like how do you realize? How, how, do you handle handle, yeah, how do you handle that? Like even when it comes to your own emotions, like you don't want to cry, but you should cry. Mm-hmm. You yeah. want to cry, but you're taught as a boy, don't cry. Yeah, don't cry, boy. Shut up. Be quiet. Yeah. Boys, don't cry. All that good stuff, right? Um, I do think that as as men, and and that's and that's my personal opinion. Let me say that for the guys who are listening before they <laughs> tear me up. Um, I do think that sometimes as men, we are taught not to be as in, in touch with those emotions. Um, men don't cry, boys don't cry, stuff like that, right? Um, and it and it do, it can have its shortcomings. Um my mom, like I said, she would tell me that it's okay to cry. Like, but if you cry tonight, don't cry about that same, like, don't, why are you crying about that same thing for a week? Yeah. Why are you crying about that same thing for two, three days? Like it made you cry day one. It made it, it may even made you cry day two, but day three, shit, figure out how to, how to fix not it. make that let you cry. Like it's time to figure out how to fix it. Mm-hmm. And it was no time to waddle in, how to fix it. And so that was me. Uh, my mom taught me that, like, in, in to, your, to your point, you know, there was no man really taught me, you know, the emotional side of it. My mom taught me that. Um, and I'll go to, I know this sounds crazy, but I'll go to uh, football coaches and stuff like that. They really honestly teach us some things about life that people don't really realize sometimes when we playing sports but they teach you how to manage emotions. Football and sports really is a game of emotions. You got a lot of highs, you got a lot of lows, but mm-hmm. you have to manage the highs. You can be, you can jump out and I, and 21 nothing in the first quarter and everybody excited, oh, the game over, but it's, yeah. not. it's not. No, you got to manage the emotions of, right. oh, we easily got the 21 points, but the other team like, right. can be gone like that. And so that's why I use football as an example, because sometimes people be shy to, a lot of men be shy to use football because they don't know how to use it or they don't know how to use their sports, but it really do teach you a lot about life and managing emotions and managing time. So to me, that was a big catalyst for me um, to be able to handle emotions and, and, and do what I need to do. How do you feel about coaches that are mishandling their position and their responsibilities um, in these kid leagues, I forgot what, the, what are they called? Um, Pop Warner and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you, are you referring to the, the dude from Georgia? Who got hit by the kid? Yes, I yeah, am. Yeah, that's, tra- that's trash. And, and yeah. there's no place, it's no place for that in sports. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
that's not needed. That's not how you teach a kid to. Now I had a, co- a coach that would cuss you out. Yeah. Like, every sport, every level that I played, you got critiqued, you got cussed out. Mm-hmm. You know, it was to the point. Every pr- practice that we practiced, they brought the shit in there, and you watched yourself on tape. You were always critiqued. And always right. have to be open to criticism. That's one thing about a lot of men, especially men yeah. who play sports. You have to be open for criticism, regardless of what sometimes women may think about us. We, a lot of men already are built for criticism because we've already had to take that all our lives. We've already been open for critiquing um, and somebody to say, hey, you're not doing this right. Hey, why? You? It could be some shit is your foot went this. It wasn't over here. It was right here. It, mm-hmm. it literally, that's how much they critique you. So we get used to that, right? Right, so um, that shit go in one ear and out the other. It does. It it does. It does make the uh the fuck that shit come. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does get you used to it, but mm-hmm. but no, it, it really does do that. And um, I just feel like to your what you were asking, Ladonna, that the shit that that nigga did was it was trash. It's not really needed. That's not how you teach a kid. You don't teach a kid by slapping him all across the head and grabbing his face mask. That was just a bounce too far. Yeah. And you're seeing it, you're seeing it a lot. You know what I mean? Like, like you said, a lot of these kids, their fathers are not present. Um, their moms are at the field um, all the time, bringing them to practice, taking them from practice, going to the games. And then you're that one male figure and you're like treating them like trash. You're treating you know them what, like they're animal. You know what? Get that kid. What get that kid is the fact that Monday through Friday and then even on Saturday when they play games, you spent time with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You spending yeah. time with them. And so that time that you get with them is time that other people don't. And during yeah. that time, that's when you can kind of teach them life right. stuff. You know, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think the world of coaches, especially little league coaches, man, them, yeah. them men don't get paid nothing to be out there on them field, teaching them little yep. boys the game and giving them knowledge and wisdom. And I, I appreciate all of those guys. I saw that yep. when Warren was growing up and I saw like these guys, including his dad, like always at the field, never getting paid, taking the kids here, there, everywhere. Somebody don't have a uniform. Somebody don't yeah, have this. You got to go get it. You got to go get it. And it's yeah. like, they, they, and they are selfless. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I do think they put, they, they hold a lot of weight in these kids lives yeah. in these young yep. black males lives as well. I agree. Yep. I agree. I um what do you think that men need from women that they're not getting? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I, I speak think, for all men. Yes, yeah, yeah, speak, honey. Speak. Don't say um, head like you like y'all was talking about on the all podcast. Don't say what? Hey. <laughs> 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 Other than head. <laughs> Um, what do I think that men aren't getting that women need to understand? Want, I want you to be honest, like whatever you feel like it is, because if it's head, then stay shit, sloppy head, or whatever it is, I because that's something we want to know. Um I honestly think and a lot of men, you gotta remember, shut up, boy, stop crying, all of that stuff. I think a lot of men, they're not really hurt. Mm-hmm. It's a my personal opinion. I just think that sometimes society makes a lot of black men not heard and they don't have a voice or when they try to voice their opinion it's cut short or it's cut in half or that's not right. And mm-hmm. to me, just me, 
I just think a lot of black men just not really feel like they they're heard or have a voice to be heard. Um, whether y'all think it or not, I think whether they say it or not, don't listen to men sometimes because they lie. <laughs> but they want to be told that you're proud of them. Yeah. They want to know that you appreciate them. Um, they may not ever say it, but they like that shit. You know, they'll come back later on and say it, or they'll 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 vent to their home. But I mean, I did this, 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 and she ain't even say nothing. Like, yeah, he just want he want words of affirmation too. Mm -hmm. Don't don't let him fool you. Yep. Uh, you can be as tough as you could be as tough as you want to be, and that's fine. But he wants that. You're right, Osaki. Uh, I used and, to and, I used to do that a lot too, and I'm not even gonna lie. I'm I'm really guilty. I think since quarantine, I have not been the the person that would be like, "Oh, I'm, I'm super proud of you," but I, I need to do better. They just want to know that, and, I, and I'm that person. I'm gonna be. They just want to know that you recognized. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Ladam. No, that's why I was just I was just saying. Yeah, I'm that I'm that person. Like. I'm gonna let you know I'm proud of you, it's, especially if we're in a good space. Now we're not. <laughs> we not. It's kind of difficult for me to, you know, jump from I hate you, nigga. Right. To, I'm so proud of what you're doing, despite what we're what we have going on. You might you be know, a little dry, be like, oh, I see. Right. I see what you're that's understandable. But that's understandable. Yeah, be that, especially, um, especially, I've heard that men really want that um when they come home they want to be able to put down like i'm this strong black man and so sometimes i know i hope sean don't get mad at me but i sometimes i just like hold him you know what i mean <laughs> and i just rub his head and hey, i just let, allow that. him to be like vulnerable vulnerable mm -hmm. and, and, and and that's that's a big thing because like one of the, the worst things of as a man from my point of view is that if I open myself up to be vulnerable and you make me feel bad for being vulnerable yeah like like you critique that vulnerability or you like make me feel like I shouldn't have been vulnerable in that moment yeah you might not never get him to open up again so like that's so true that that, is that's so just true. something that just something to think about from a man's perspective you know and I don't speak from all men because you guys already have an ego. So just imagine if you come to us and you lay all that down and then we just crush your ego even more. So yeah, that'll never happen again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it could be even like, like you know, us. Yeah. And it could even be us like telling you like uh, everything we trying to do. And then you just be like, oh, okay. Shit, I ain't never, I'm not gonna bring this shit up ever again. You know what? Like, okay. <laughs> I used to do that to school only because I'm like, you already know how just nonchalant he is. So if I'm like, oh, I'm doing this and this and da -da 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 -da, and I'm so excited, he'd be like, that's good. And I'd be like, bruh, <laughs> say something else. But then I had to get used to the fact that that was just how he is and you just really have to like coerce him into conversation and it's not because he don't want to have conversation it's because he's really not a conversationalist and some of the biggest things uh biggest misconceptions about people who are nonchalant or kind of just laid back is that they don't care or right. that they lack emotion and that's not really the truth right. it's just that they they internalize it and project it off different right yeah yeah. Oh, I know. Um, <laughs> do you have any other questions? Because I kind of want to switch it over just a little bit before we do. Go ahead, switch it up. Okay. So <laughs> as of right now in 2021, 2020 was crazy. True. Crazy, not only for black men, but for black women. But we've also saw that 
it has been, you know, monumental for black women, black men, I'm sorry. Um, it has been just kind of horrible. You don't know, especially I, I kind of got this from, I was watching, I think Basketball Wives and they were just talking about the movement and everything that has happened in 2020 with George Floyd, you know, Ahmaud, all of that, Breonna Taylor, everything that happened in 2020, they kind of shifted um, African-American, the African-American dynamic and how we feel like we're able to go through life. It was already hard, but now it's magnified. Mm -hmm. So um, it showed where Malaysia was teaching her children like, like what if the police bust in our home how 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 are you to respond when different things arise and you know what Masaki and Grace I never thought about that especially having daughters I think it would have been different having sons but the fact that I don't have daughters I'm at the fact that I don't have sons I kind of like you know just kind of put it in the back of my head it's in the back of my head as far as my household but you know I think about with Sean, we got pulled over one time. I immediately went to my recorder. Once I saw he was white, <laughs> I immediately turned on my recorder. Like, we do not know how to act as a people, as if it's almost it's almost to where we feel like we don't belong, you know? So now we have, we're always on defense mode. So coming in as a black man, as a black father, what are some of the things that you're that you're teaching the the young black men around you um the sons you know don't have your hands in your pockets when you're walking down the street don't put on hoodies you know what i mean what are what are some of the things that you think should be taught in this day and age as a black man um we talk about this a lot on our platform uh, on the dumbest podcast like um, it's tough because I don't want to be the guy to say, if you do this, X will happen because mm -hmm. we've seen so many different times that even with complying, uh, even when following the rules and stuff that we seem to get it worse than anybody else. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but one of the things that I was taught and I still feel like is a thing to talk, like if I get pulled over right now, tomorrow, I want to make it. I got pulled over like a month ago yeah. and I tried to make sure it was as easy as possible. Mm -hmm. I, I rolled down the window before he got there. Mm -hmm. I put my hands on 10 and two. Mm -hmm. and I just left him there until he got up there. Is it necessary? People say, oh, you're American. You don't need to do all that. That's fucked up that you have to do that. It is. But yeah. that is what I feel like I need to do to make it through that moment. Hey, where's your license and registration? Welcome okay if I reach or it's right here in this is box is it okay if I get that I had a police officer laugh one time shit wasn't really funny to me funny. Right. I was dead ass right. serious when I asked him like is it okay for yeah and he was like I was like is it okay for me I was like is it okay for me to reach down here and get my license yeah it's fine <laughs> I don't know shit, ain't shit funny about that Man, because for us it is a it is a terror I was nine years old when I first got pulled over by the police and said that you fit the description of somebody who stole a bike. Imagine that as a nine-year-old kid. Wow. I didn't steal a bike. I was sitting there playing. And here he come. I was terrified of the police from that point. Every time I seen him, I got scared, right? Wow. So um, I just feel like, for me, my personal opinion, and this everybody else, they may have rubble different uh, opinions and things. I just feel like 
do your bet. Yes, sir. No, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Keep your hands visible um, where they can see them because you don't already with our color of our skin. We already they already taught that we're tougher or that mm-hmm. we're thugs or gangsters or whatever that shit be. And I don't want to give them another reason. Now, for somebody else, they may not be the they may be not what they teach their sons, but that's just me. I want to try to do the best I can to make it through that situation and not saying that even me following that directive that I just said doesn't necessarily mean that I make it through it. Right. Right. You're just trying to get to your family. Right. I just want to see it. my family. I, look, man, do whatever you got to do. Yes. What, what What do you need? What do I have? I don't have that. No. Do, can you search the car? Sure. Do your thing. You know what I'm saying? Like just comply and do your best. You can to make it through that situation. And it does not guarantee anything that I just said. I want to be clear. That does not guarantee that you make it through because we have seen over and over and over again where sometimes people that look like us do not make it even through what I just said. And it's sad that we have to really give our kids this tutorial on how to navigate life going back and forth to and fro to whatever whatever you're doing i remember when warren when we got warren his first car the first time he drove the car it was to school to register him and his buddy and he got pulled over and i had to ha- i had this conversation with him plenty of times before and he was like ma i just got pulled over by the cops and the reason why he got pulled over is because he had we had just bought the car so he just had the temporary tag and i was just coming back from the license plate or the the DMV to get his tag mm. and he was just like the guy was okay but that made my heart stop the fact that he right. got stopped because it scares me it scares me every yeah. time he leaves the house in the car and I'm just like just it, let him be okay it definitely, it definitely is a scary moment um and I have to I have to sometimes and, and again this is might not be the most popular opinion but I've been pulled over a bunch of times and I've we've made it through those situations yeah. unfairly or not like I've been in situations where we just been walking down the street and you get slammed on a car and searched in your pockets that's not right right you know what I'm saying like our liberties are being infringed upon but you just do whatever you can to get through that situation and hopefully one day that shit change and we don't have to go through all of those things like that so mm-hmm. yeah yeah man this was um amazing conversation i always have really good conversation with you stock so i really appreciate you coming to our platform and blessing our platform with all this great knowledge about how you know you became such a great black man with limited um uh paternal role models in your life so you're dope keep being dope Thank you for listening. And I also want to say something to Mustaka because since we are talking about how to be or how to be a man and learning how to be a man, you have been very influential, even though Scoot has definitely been there for Warren. You definitely have been influential in helping my baby become a man. So I definitely want to say thank you because although, you know, you and Todd love to say y'all want to take him to the strip club. I know you got (laughs) more advice than that. (laughs) Absolutely. He listens to y'all on the podcast. So I know what you guys are saying. Yeah. It it reverberates and he's listening. So I appreciate you for that. And and honestly, like, um, with you, Grace, like the very first time I met Warren, Warren walked in at, as a, a kid, so different. 
-hmm. Yes, sir. He walked in. He wasn't scared of nobody in the room. He wasn't shy or intimidated by nobody in the room. He walked in there like he had been in the room for years. And it was kind of shocking to me to just see a kid who, who, you know, came in like that. So I, that just let me know what great of a job that you had already did, you know, with him prior to. So um, again, I thank y'all for allowing me to come on y'all platform and sharing it with me. Uh, hopefully I added some some insight to it. Um, yeah. Again, I'm proud of y'all. I appreciate y'all for, you know, thank jumping you. in this space and, and, and creating the way that y'all do. And I want y'all to keep going. And like I keep telling y'all, this is just the beginning of what we going to take podcasting uh, and Black Voices. So Absolutely. Yeah. It takes Thank a village. It takes a village. Oh, yeah. Indeed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We appreciate Thank you. The you. Oh. All right. I almost called you by your full name. We appreciate you. You, you didn't already did it. You didn't already did it. About <laughs> right. They can Google you now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're going to find nothing but, but your old rap songs. Or you know, something. <laughs> See, look at you. You telling the most stuff to follow yeah, me by, Grace. Right? That's all right. I want we'll people to Google you. Google. The more they Google you, the more they Google the dummies. The That's more true. Make sure you go to thedummiespodcast.com on all platforms. What can they find you on, you and the dummies on uh, your social media? Um, Mine is, what is mine? Stock underscore... I don't even know what it is. I think it's it. Are you? Are forgot. you changed it? I changed it, and that's why I don't I even know how to find IG it. or something. But we'll yeah, put it stock in underscore IG. You know, uh, <laughs> at um, Instagram or whatever, uh, and the dummiespodcast.com or the dummies podcast on Instagram, uh, Facebook. Uh, yeah, if y'all like it, like, subscribe, come over to YouTube, uh, and and follow what we got going. We drop every Monday. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And until right, next y'all. time, you dig. What you say? Who me? Yeah. What, how do you? We'll be back on? next week, like we never left. Cause like we say every week, we never leave. You dig? You dig? You bitch you. I'm tired. You bitch That's you. Tough. <laughs> All right, I'm you guys. <laughs> we want to thank once again Stock Smith from the Dummies Podcast for um, stopping by yeah. and gracing us with his presence and letting us. In on a little insight about you know men and growing up and how it is to mature and become into the man that you want you or you want to be right right but um if you guys want to find us you can hit us up at ask to dope girls at gmail.com you can find us on yep. ig that's um to dope girls pod twitter facebook YouTube, Two Dope Girls Podcast, like, subscribe. Do all that. Interact with us. All of that. Comment. Do Comment. all of that. Yeah. And you can find me at Grace Face with two underscores on IG. Yeah. And naturally pretty at or uh, no, I'm not at anything. At naturally pretty <laughs> on IG. <laughs> it's been a long night. Yes, it has. It definitely has. But um, we thank y'all for, for sticking with us. Yes, and I enjoyed you, my dear. I you look beautiful. You. Love your hair. You look good, girl. You too, you too, y'all. We'll see y'all next time. And two All right. girls out. Bye, you guys. Bye. Dope girl. Dope the 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 dope girl.